Can a ministry started in the middle of a pandemic possibly work? Welcome to The Pastor's Voice. I am Rule Sample, and I am passionate about Christian worldview and the various ways we can proclaim the good news of Christ. I talk to pastors and Christian leaders about the issues of the day to encourage all believers in Jesus to live a Christian worldview. Today I talk with Matt Barker of Bread and Fish Ministries. This is a really inspiring story because it tells of how one man responded to the needs of those around him through hands-on ministry at a time when the whole world was hands-off. Matt Barker, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad that you are here. Oh, thank you for having me. Glad to be here. Matt is working hard down in Fort Worth, Texas with a homeless ministry that he started at all times, right at the outbreak of COVID. Matt, can you tell me about your ministry and, and why did you start it? Yes, sir. Um, uh, it's called Bread and Fish Ministries. Um, so pretty much, I work, I work downtown Fort Worth in a hotel. Um, been there for a long time. And I've got to know a few of the homeless people that walk around there. And, and uh, when COVID hit, I realized that you know the shutdown was starting the next day and they aren't even going to have you know just the one or two dollars that they get or or even a drink of water, or even be able to go into a business and use the restroom. You know, they pretty much all the stuff that they've been kind of relying on for a while is going to go away and they're going to have to adapt somehow. Um, so I went home and uh, I prayed about it and uh, God put it on my heart to, to ask for help, you know. So uh, I went on my neighborhood Facebook page and some other Facebook pages that I'm a part of. And I reached out and asked for help. I told him about the situation. I told him what we might need, you know, and sure enough, people just started donating like, like crazy, just started dropping off food and uh, backpacks and things like that. And it, and it, and it grew rapidly. You know, the, we'd see other needs and we'd pray for them and, and everything we prayed for just started happening. It was amazing. So to, to get this, get this right back, people probably remember it more than they want to is that when we shut things down, Everything got shut down, and these areas where the homeless go to get help or to ask people for help, basically there was nobody there except for the homeless. And so you saw this need to help them because there was nobody there to help them. Yes, sir. Yes, exactly. Even a lot of the shelters, you know, they they were no longer allowed to bring them back, bring them in because they had to be at tent capacity. So it was a scramble. Even, even the shelters were closing down. Yeah, they they weren't necessarily closing, but I mean, they had to kick out 90% of their uh, clients. COVID was a tough time to do it. So how did you go about navigating everything uh, in the midst of when people were just really scared to even be around people, much less people that they didn't know who were living out on the streets? I'll tell you, it was... Uh, um, it was it was tricky at first, uh, especially handing out the food. Um, you know, they had all the regulations and all that. Um, so I uh, I like to rollerblade just because I've never learned how to uh, skateboard very well. And so uh, me and my friend Zach, he, he, he got a skateboard and I got my rollerblades and we filled up trunks full of bags, you know, full of food. You know, individ- we, we'd pack them up for, for one person, you know, and put them in a little Walmart sack and tie it off. And we'd have about 40, 50 of those, put them in a trunk and uh, we'd each have a backpack and put 10 or 12 in the backpack and skate around and just literally just drop them right in front of them. Um, you, you know, we couldn't linger, you know, we didn't want the police to be involved in the, 
and no one really wanted anyone lingering at that time. So we drop them all off, go back, fill up again, drop them off, and, and then we're empty and do it again the next day. How long did you do this for? Um, we did that that way of doing it until they let them out of the convention center. That's when they were, they all kind of matriculated to, they, they all moved to down, mostly to downtown because they cleared out the convention center and a lot of, a lot of them move in there, but they were only allowed to be in there very, for so long, just pretty much asleep. And they're just kind of on the streets. And so as they're on the streets downtown, you know, two blocks from where I stay or from where I work, I'm sorry, we would pass out to them. And then once the kind of regulations moved away, uh, probably about four or five months, then we kind of just moved around and found where they were going, different areas, back to the shelters, tent cities, things like that. What I find fascinating about this, Matt, is that you saw a need, you went home, you prayed about it, and then you went out and did it. You didn't go through committees, you didn't go through focus groups, you didn't go through the process of setting up a, a not-for-profit. You just saw the need and you went to do that. It's, that's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it was, it was definitely all God because, I mean, like I said, I've known a lot of these homeless people for a long time and never, never thought to do anything. Or Even my friend Zach was talking about it before. And he's like, I've always wanted to do something like this to get out there, and especially just to get out there and minister on the streets. And, and I've never known how. And then all of a sudden we did this and it was just so easy. And same with me. I've, I've never known how. And it was just do it. Never knew how until you went out and did it. And did you find that it was easier or tougher than you thought or that your initial thoughts were just blown away? Yeah, I was blown away. I, I, it was way easier than I thought it would be. I mean, <laughs> way easier. We just did it. And, uh, you know, whenever you're walking in God's will, he's going to he's going to arm you with everything you need. So, you know, if we saw the need and someone needed a, a Bible, then we God was going to provide us a Bible. It just it was yeah, way easier. Than I thought it was amazing. But, you know, people who are listening to this, they'd say, no, there's there's absolutely no way I could to, could do that even now much less during COVID. So you say that it's easier, but you turned your eyes to the cross and he gave you the strength. Amen. Exactly. Now you were yeah. in a hotel downtown, and so you had seen the homeless before. But now, now, even now, you are interacting with them in a much more personal way. I'll tell you, I've, I've learned a whole lot. I've learned that there's... Pretty much most of all my stereotypes when it came to the homeless were you know, disintegrated. I mean, especially, uh, you know, they're all junkies. And, you know, we, we, I grew up in a small town. I didn't grow up in a big city. Um, I've been here for a while, but, you know, I had the same misconceptions as, you know, they're all on drugs. You, you give them a dollar, they're just going to go sniff it. Um, but, wow, there's so many different stories. There's a lot of mental illness out there, a lot, way more than I expected. And, you know, I used to work in that field for a while, and, and it's, it's really, really sad because, you know, there is the help, but these, the ones on the street compared to the ones in the homes, they have somebody to put them in that home. These guys don't have anybody. So they're just on the street and then, and the government's going to pay for it. I mean, they, they don't even want to arrest them if they do something wrong. They're just getting free room aboard, keep them three days and then kick them back out. But yeah, there's a lot of mental illness. There is definitely a lot of, a lot of uh, drug use and, and, but a lot of different stories. I mean, there's, I've met veterans that just couldn't cope anymore. I met a guy that used to be an engineer and he lost his wife and two kids in a car wreck and he fell apart and he just 
has no will to do anything else though. And then there's so many people that get, they're just born out there. They they grew up their whole lives on the streets when they were little, and so they know uh, no other way. And so yeah, definitely those those misconceptions have changed. I mean, they're no different than than us, you know. You were sharing food and you were sharing other supplies, which is what they were primarily needing. Did you have a chance to share the gospel at all? Oh yes, yes, and that was. That was that's the, was the greatest part. It always has been the greatest part, and it's always been the greatest need. It's a lot of stuff we're working for right now, but um, that's the main reason why, I, whenever I go out, I always like to go out with someone else, or especially if we can gather more people, because you know, once you go out there and you got all this food and you got forty people lined up, and you know, you don't have a lot of time to do so much talking. You know, you're gonna have people behind you that are not real happy that they're sitting there for ten minutes waiting just to get a bag of food. But if I have someone else there, you know someone has a need, someone needs a prayer, you know, I have the Bible, someone wants to talk. It's, it's so much easier. And yeah, the gospel can flow much more easier than when it's just not me. And so, yeah, generally when it's me and Zach, then uh, it's, we get, we get to share a lot more. There's a lot more Bibles being handed out. There's a lot more prayer and it's, it, it's, you know, handing out the water is one thing, but you know, that living water. Yeah. That's what you really out there to really end up. Yeah. Uh, we are sharing a little bit, before the podcast about your faith journey can you can you can you tell us a little bit about your relationship with jesus christ as you have grown up and gone through some of the challenges in your life yeah i was uh i was raised at church i'm not just in church at church we were up there four or five days a week sometimes my father was the worship leader and uh taught the youth and my mom played the piano and at one point my brother and my sister both played the drums um but then our church had a split. Our pastor retired, and uh, and politics got involved, and Satan got involved, and and the church split and broke apart. Uh, it was a, I mean, it's broken to probably about three or four different churches in the town. Uh, but we just stopped going. My parents stopped going, and uh, for a little bit, my me, we were young teenagers. Me and my sister, uh, we would walk to the closest church, and we would go for a little bit. But then, you know, we were teenagers, uh, and. Um, their parents got divorced. Um, my mom moved to Mississippi. My dad stayed in Texas. And at one point, my mom came back to Texas to take care of my dad. And it was just me and my sister by ourselves. So, yeah, we got into a lot of bad things, started drinking heavily. And I was away from God for a long time. And uh, luckily, thankfully, God let me hit rock bottom. I got a divorce. Um, and a, a pastor invited me to church. I was playing volleyball in a church league. He invited me to a Wednesday night service. And it just... <laughs> everything changed after that you know your story is a lot like uh franklin graham who also was of course the son of a very famous preacher billy graham and franklin went away from the faith too and uh went through a whole bunch of stuff uh rebellion but now he he's a powerful powerful force in the kingdom of god and that's that's your story too i'll tell you yeah i mean it's 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 definitely all God. He 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 let me know that it's all Him, you know, because I know the person I was, I am, and was without Him, not Him, but I know who I was without Him, and I know who I could be without Him, and it's it's all God. We talked about we talked about your faith. We talked about that you grew up in the church, and we hear every now and then preached in the church. Jesus says to feed the poor and to clothe the homeless and to visit the visit the imprisoned. And we hear that sermon every now and then, but what can the church do better when it comes to 
taking care of the homeless in their own local communities as well as across the country. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, I really think if, if if just one out of every 100 Christians would uh, would do something like this, I don't think there would be a, much of a hunger or a homeless problem. Um, I think uh, I think we just we just got to be the church. I mean, the, the church isn't just you know one once a week and in filling ourselves up, and that's wonderful. But you know we're being blessed, and the blessings aren't supposed to stop with us. They're supposed to go through us. And the, if the church would go out there and kind of be the church and, you know, really just hit the streets and minister, um, <clears throat> uh, it, the donations aren't, aren't, aren't at all a problem. <laughs> they come. People want to give. I, I don't have room to store things that people want to donate. But, yeah, it does just just obey and, and follow God's will and be the church and don't let the blessings stay with you. And we're all called. We're all called to to spread the gospel that's what we're called to do and uh yeah if one out of every hundred of us would i think there wouldn't be a problem at all you know you just answered the next question i was going to ask you is how has all this changed your worldview and your worldview is is that all we have to do is just get to work and do something yeah definitely this has definitely woke me up uh, you know i was i was kind of sitting on sitting in a pew for a while for a long time myself has this energized your faith Oh, yes. My goodness. Yes, it has. Yeah. How can people help you? Um, well, you know, if you go to Bread and Fish Ministries on, on my Facebook page, just go on Facebook, type in Bread and Fish, you'll find it. Um, all the information, to, to whether you want to donate, Venmo or anything like that. Uh, but the, the best ways, if it comes to donating, um, is my wife makes these Amazon wish lists, you know, whether and she'll put on whatever the need is for the season. So right now, you know, we're really trying to get backpacks and and jackets things like that you know a lot of times throughout the season it's food you know canned goods and snacks and things like that sodas water but uh, you can just have it directly just ordered off that amazon list and have it directly shipped over here that way you know you know exactly what your money's doing you know uh if you send in money oh it might go for pizza one night for the summer guy it might go for sodas it could go for bibles but you know if you're if you're ordering directly off the amazon list and you really want to know exactly what your money is doing you can do that but uh yeah are you affiliating yourself with a local church to do all this? Or are you doing all this independently? Well, you know, we're doing it independently, but we definitely have had help. We had, uh, we've had um, a church, Sand Springs in Athens, Texas, in East Texas, about, about two hours from here. Um, they, they've reached out and they, they're in them and some other church, church, I'm sorry, churches in that area. They get food from somewhere and they pass it out as well. They do this. And so he's, they said they have, they get plenty. And if and at any point, if I want to meet them, you know, halfway or whatever, or I come down there, they come down here, they'll give me some food to help pass out. And so there for a while we had an arrangement because, uh, one of them, one, one of them would come down here. The worship leader would come down here, you know, once or twice a week. And so I'd meet up with him and load up the car full of food. And they also in turn have a, have a ministry. It's, uh, Carly's closet where they collect for, for parents that foster. And so they collect kids clothes we don't have a big need for kids clothes because thankfully, you know, kids are kept off the street. And so we collect kids clothes for them. And so, yeah, we've teamed up with them and we've teamed up. Uh, I mean, even the school district, they last season, they donated, they had their drive and they always collect jackets and things like that. And, and they don't, they hooked up with our organization and, and gave it to us and we handed it out. Amazing. So you started this ministry and it is a ministry 
because you saw people that you saw every day because you work downtown that they could no longer get help. And you started out by basically uh, airdropping, or I guess you could say, uh, um, uh, uh, skate dropping. And now you've evolved to the point where even the local school districts are, are meeting up with you and saying, how, how, here, are, here are supplies for the people that you're serving. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's amazing. God is good. That's the power of God. I'm telling you. We're called to do this, and if we're faithful and obedient, it, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. All of it. We put on a worship service in two days at a tent city. We had nothing, and we got everything donated. Every instrument, amplifier, everything we needed. Worship leaders. We even had a, a prison minister come out and speak. We had two days to put it on before they shut down the city. What, a, what an honor it is to have on the show uh, if you are listening to the podcast, we will have ways to donate to Matt uh, or to uh, participate in that Amazon wish list that he has mentioned. Uh, if you need to get in touch with him, also uh, let us know and we'll, we'll, we'll make that happen. If you are interested in starting this kind of ministry at your church or in your community, I'm sure that he can give you some tips. Matt Barker, we will yes, sir. hold you in our prayers and thank you very much for joining us in the pastor. Thank you very much for having me on. It's been it's been an honor talking to you. Hon. Be sure to check out Matt's Facebook page for Bread and Fish Ministries. The link is in the show notes. Please also consider donating to their efforts, either through a direct monetary gift or through their Amazon wish list. The link to that wish list is also in the show notes. We would also appreciate your help in keeping the pastor's voice going please use the support the show link to donate any amount to help us cover our expenses. If you have any questions about our podcast, would like to be a guest or would like to become a sponsor, please email us at podcasts at thepastorsvoice.net. I am Rule Sample. Thank you for listening.